Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, I'm Ed. Okay, more excited. Sorry. This is the beginning of the summer season, Ed. Come on, what's the matter with you? You're so right. Come on, slap yourself. The summer's here. Summer's here! Hello. Oh, that's too loud. I've got to turn myself down if I get that that's excited. Right. Hello, my name is Ed. Welcome to the summer. Get in your cars, turn on the radio, plug in a podcast through Bluetooth Fernando Doodies and listen to us. Jam, how the doodle are you? I am doodling well, Ed. Loving that intro. Very slick, but I am very excited for the summer as well. It's here and we've got a great summer series. We're back after a very... We've only just finished one series. We've got another one. So it's all very exciting. We're a bit like buses, Jam. You wait ages and then suddenly many, many come along at once. Oh, Jam, please, will you give us a question to talk about? Because I'm itching to talk. Here is a whip around question I sense you are itching to talk. Ed, what have you made that you are most proud of uh, or recently made? And also, who was it for? Oh... Wow. I can start you off. Last summer, I made an outdoor table out of oak, and I'm immensely proud of it. And I made it for my family because my wife particularly likes eating outdoors. I don't particularly like eating outdoors. uh, But yeah, so I made an outdoor table, and I'm very proud of it. What about you, Ed? Well, right now in our family, we're in the middle of trying to make the largest sort of enclosure for a hamster the world has ever seen. My daughter tells me hamsters need this much room to live. I think it's the equivalent of like putting me in the whole of London to live on my own. Uh, how about you at home? How you, what, are you, what are you making? Who's it for? What are you proud of? Go! What are they making? If only we could hear what they were saying, Jan. All of those voices... Could. They could actually email us, couldn't they? They're, pa- they're painting kids. plant pots. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're building sheds. They're decorating cards. They're, they're making... What could they make for their mothers, Jam? They're being distracted by us. So they should be talking, not they're, listening to shh, us. Don't, don't, shh, don't, shh, don't say a no, word. have you made we'd love to hear you could always send us an email podcast at faithinkids.org ed why are we talking about making well 
The reason is, Jam, is because as you and I know so well, God made us. And that's actually who we are. That could describe us. That could be a label we stuck on our forehead. I am made by God. It's like one of those made in the UK or made in China signs, isn't it? Oh, so much better. But it's like made by God. I'm sensing you would like some fun facts, Ed. Is that fair? Jam, I got out of bed this morning and said today is a day for fun facts. I have fun facts for you. Here is the first one. It begins with a question. What do beavers build, Ed? Beavers build dams, Jam. They do. How big, therefore, do you think is the biggest beaver dam in the world? Okay, so I've never actually met a beaver, but I'm guessing 50 centimetres long, or are they bigger than that, Jam? Maybe that's about right. Yeah, they're they're not huge. Okay, so uh, let's say a beaver is like a quarter of the size of me. So a dam, how, uh, okay, I'm going to say 20 metres of dam. Okay, so that might be an average one. They might get bigger and bigger. They found one that was 850 metres long. That's half a mile. Um, Can you guess where they might find a dam that size? Canada. Perfect. Ah. Boom. There you are. Wood Buffalo National Park in Alberta, Canada. Now, it was actually spotted in 2007 on satellite photos. Crucially, like all wonderful things, it is visible from space. (laughs) So important that something big is visible from space. No one had seen it before because it was 80 kilometres from the nearest human settlement. And eventually someone seven years later went to go and find it. And uh, they weathered the giant mosquitoes in the bad weather. Rob Mark was his name. He went and found this biggest, longest uh, beaver dam in the world. Jam, I just want the beavers to know how brilliant they are. Amazing. Absolutely. Now, what's the tallest mound made by termites? Well, look, a termite, it could honestly fit on the end of my finger, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're going to say, we're going to say five metres tall. Okay, double it and add a bit more. Uh, In the Guinness Book of Records says in the Republic of Congo, the largest termite mound was 12.8 metres high. That's 42 feet high. So if your dad's six foot tall, which is about just over average then that's going to be six of those. Jam. Plus it, another it's, six. It's, that's seven. It's, it's bigger than a house. Can you imagine seven dads standing on each other's shoulders? <laughs> Could that's you imagine your, your house is built yeah. by termites? Yeah. It's all stuff that comes out of the ground because they're, 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 they're burrowing below the ground. And crucially, Ed, in Brazil, there is a network of more than 200 million <laughs> termite mounds in an area... The, the size of Great Britain, not the size of Wales, Ed. Even I... bigger than that, the size of Great Britain. And crucially, it is also visible from space. Jam, honestly, stop blowing our minds. Jam, can we please read the Bible? We are looking at Genesis 1 verses 26 to 31. Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image and likeness, and let them rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky. Let them rule over the tame animals over all the earth and over all small crawling animals on the earth. So God created human beings in his image. In the image of God he created them. He created them male and female. God blessed them and said, 
Have many children and grow in number. Fill the earth and be its master. Rule over the fish in the sea and over the birds in the sky. Rule over every living thing that moves on the earth. God said, Look, I have given you all the plants that have grain for seeds, and I have given you all the trees whose fruits have seeds in them. I have given all the green plants to all the animals to eat. They will be food for every wild animal, every bird of the air, and every small crawling animal. And it happened. God looked at everything he had made, and it was very good. Evening passed, and morning came. This was the sixth day. So that's Genesis. But how must it have felt to be Adam waking up in that garden? You've just been made. You can't believe what you're seeing around you. Let's imagine what Adam is writing in his diary that day. Dear Diary, Day one, although apparently it's actually day six. Why wasn't I invited? Today has been an amazing day. Best day ever. Even though it's my first day ever. But I can't see how it's going to get any better. I woke up in a garden and couldn't believe my eyes. In fact, I couldn't believe I had eyes. They were new. And I had a nose. I couldn't believe my nose. The garden smelled amazing. And I couldn't believe my ears. Birdsong. Trickling streams and cows mooing and deer, deering, perfect, ordered. And I couldn't believe my legs. These incredibly knobbly things meant I could run around. So I did, like a maniac, for ages. But here's the thing. I kept expecting to see a sign that says, Please keep off the grass. Not one. So I ran around on the grass. And I expected to be told to wear sunscreen and a hat and to drink plenty and to not swim for an hour after lunch. But I wasn't and I hadn't and I didn't. So I did. (laughs) And it was brilliant. I saw some creepy crawlies and watched them for hours. I went down to a stream and started messing around in it, waiting for someone to tell me it was too dangerous not to slip, not to get my clothes dirty and that actually I'd better go inside. But no one did. So I just played for ages with fish and eels and a crocodile called Colin. (laughs) Brilliant. And in the bushes and on the trees were fruits and berries. I wanted to pick them and eat them. Could I? Was I allowed? Did I need to wash my hands? Were they poisonous? What does poisonous even mean? (laughs) Who knows? I just ate the fruit and it tasted exactly like you'd want something that colour and shape to taste. Some flying thing. uh, It's like an animal, but it's got wings and flies. (laughs) I know, incredible. I think it's called a bird. I call him Bob. He swooped in and ate some too. And I didn't mind. Mad! (laughs) And then I saw a wild animal. I can't really describe him to you. And he roared until my hair was jiggled. I stepped back. He stepped forward then ate some fruit and some leaves and ran off. (laughs) What was I doing here? Why am I in a place like this? I thought it was probably time to go. But go where? And then I heard a voice telling me I'd been made to rule over everything. 
the garden, the creepy crawlies, the fish, the birds, and it was all very good. It was God. He says I'm made a little like him. So I belong to him. So I'm precious to him, which is an epic deal. Because I thought Colin the crocodile was pretty much the best thing ever. But God says I'm better. Who knew? Who is this one who made me? And why has he given me eyes and ears, a nose and legs, and this incredible garden? I'm looking forward to finding out. When I was about nine years old, I made a teddy bear dog, you know, like a fluffy stuffed dog from a kit. Would we call that a teddy dog? Anyway, I made a teddy dog. I still have it. My children sometimes say, "Why have you still got that?" Because it's not like I play with teddy dogs anymore. The reason I've still got it is because I once made it. It's precious to me. I love it. I look at it and I think I made that. If you've ever made anything that you're pleased with, that took you some time, that you did carefully, you'll know what I mean. You don't let others damage it, do you? You know the moment when someone comes over with their big feet and they think, "Stay away!" And you certainly wouldn't listen to anyone who says it's rubbish. No one likes it. No. Instead, you're thinking it's precious, and it belongs to me. That's just like the story from the first page of the Bible. We learn we're made by God. And more than that, everything else God made, He says it is good. But when He made people, He said it is very good. We are special because God made us. But more than that, we are special because He made us a little like Himself. So we belong to him in a way nothing else in creation does. Before the lions get there, or the horses, or the beautiful orchids, or 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 the beavers' dams, we get there because we are precious to him. He is God, and what he says matters. So if he says we are very good, he says we are precious to him. He made us. Once, I was teaching this to children, and I asked them what unkind things other people had said about them. The list was long, and it was hard to hear. You're not my friend. You're not coming to my party. You're weird. You've got no friends. It's just like my children talking about my teddy dog, isn't it? When other children say of us, "You're rubbish. No one likes you." No. It's not right. Don't listen. You don't need to listen. They have it all wrong. God says you are precious. You are loved. You belong to me. You're safe with me. So who will you listen to? Whose opinion do you care about? The unkind things others say to you to your face. When they write it in cards, when they put it on social media, when they shout it from the other side of the playground, or the living God, the one who made you, the one who says you are precious because I made you a little like me and you belong to me. Well done. Keep listening to God. 
you know you need to listen to what he says about you. Say out loud, I am made by God. I am made by God. You've got it right, Jan. I'm going to pray. Dear Father, all of us hear unkind things said to us. Some of us, Father, think about unkind things about ourselves. We turn them over in our heads. We get worried about what others think of us. Please, Father, help us to remember that each one of us is made by you, made a little like you, made special, precious. We belong to you. Thank you, Father, that that's the truth. That's who we are. Help us to remember, Father, because it's great news and it's true. Amen. Amen. As usual, Ed's got questions. If you're under five, who made you? If you're five to seven, what does God think about you? If you're eight to eleven, when is it that you need to hear God saying, you are precious to me and you belong to me? Are there times, are there things people have said, are there places you go where you need to remember that? Over 11s, when you get this wrong, when you listen to other voices, how are you tempted to complete the sentence, I know I'm valuable because the number of friends you've got, social media likes what is it that makes you believe you're valuable when you get this wrong you could have a chat about those now in which case press pause but we're going to carry on i am part of something beautiful placed by you with care among them all Every piece unique and different Your love shining through You're the artist, we're the image Made to be like you I want to know who I am so I'll listen to you You are God and you tell me what's true I want to see who I'll be when you're working in me You made us to show your glory Who I Am by Awesome Cutlery. Links in the show notes. 
We love it when people get in touch with us. You can do that at podcast at faithinkids.org. Is that right, Ed? Yeah, absolutely. Please send us an email or, or even a postcard. But this one has come from Alyssa all the way from Australia. Alyssa says she's listened to every single episode we have done so many times since April 2020. And she particularly wants to say that her best thing is the sketches and the fun facts. And she says, Jam, listen, please keep doing the Faith in Kids podcast because I love it. Oh, that's very kind. Thank you very much. I think I will. Thanks, Alyssa. Thanks, Mark. That's Dad. Keep going in Australia. I know you're telling people about the good news because you lead a church. Well done, Mark. And keep going, Alyssa. So I think we're done. This is the first of seven. Six more to come. The summer's still here. Let's enjoy it. Looking forward to next time, Ed. Oh, I can't imagine where people are going to be listening to this jam. On summer holidays, where could they be? Who knows? Let us know. We'd love to know. Thanks very much for listening. Speak to you next time. Cheerio. Bye-bye. And here are those questions again. If you're under five, who made you? If you're five to seven... What does God think about you? If you're 8 to 11, when is it that you need to hear God saying, you are precious to me and you belong to me? Are there times, are there things people have said, are there places you go where you need to remember that? Over 11s, when you get this wrong, when you listen to other voices, how are you tempted to complete the sentence, I know I'm valuable because the number of friends you've got, social media likes what is it that makes you believe you're valuable when you get this wrong i want to know who i am so i'll listen to you you are god and you tell me what's true i want to see who i'll be when you're working in me you made us to show your glory